Hello and welcome to Motor Cult episode 6. I'm Eric Berger and I'm joined as always by Ryan Sinitsky. Hello there. How are you doing this week? Well, uh, we nearly died on the way here to yeah. the studio. I came from a little further away, but I don't think I had it any better than you did. Oh God, no. Uh, for those of you who are not living in Minnesota, we are currently getting uh, a massive late blizzard. Our April showers have now turned into a April blizzard yeah we'll call it um uh rain that is just slightly too cold to be rain so precisely and it's like basically a severe thunderstorm but with snow Correct. which is actually horrible yeah, uh that's we, that, that eight to one ratio of like water versus snow it sounds like super heavy yeah yeah this would have been like four inches of rain or something apparently yeah now cause... it's like just a ton of snow uh unfortunately cory our sound engineer is not here today he is missing uh, last evening he went out to shovel, and we have not seen him since. He has been lost in the blizzard. I fear he went the way of the Fargo. Probably these ended things, up in a wood chipper. These, these horrible things keep happening to him. That poor man. Yeah, well. Does, he have, a, does he have a will? Well, I think he, somebody probably took out life insurance on him or something. That's it was pro- probably wasn't me. Probably why all these horrible things happened to him. Probably. So instead, again, my girlfriend Jana is in Corey's place. Hello. so Uh, if you hear some uh, latent french car references just being interjected yes that would be jana (laughs) um yeah it is truly horrible outside even with the snow tires i mean you saw me i was struggling just to get into the garage you had snow tires i think i had snow tires on it i did better than that my van with all seasons well i I guess they are performance snow tires i guess that's just the beauty of the sumitomo HTR A slash S P zero two the best tire ever Ooh. under sixty dollars per tire. Wow, I feel like that is an entire, entire like subtopic <laughs> that we are not going to talk about. Right What's now. a good cheap tire? That I, actually would be a good right, well, topic. Hold on, you you get into what we're talking about next. I'm going to go yes. ahead and add this to the. the so while here. Burger, while you're adding that, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our beer that we were drinking. This is another beer a customer of mine from work brought to me. Um, this gentleman that uh, it comes to my shop named Jordan works at Able. He is a beer rep, and he what brought is, us. What is an Able? Able Brewing. Oh, okay. uh, they are in Northeast Minneapolis, not too far away from Fair State. Interesting. My neighborhood is the worst neighborhood to be in if you are a recovering alcoholic, um, which I am not. So, what they, he brought me today would be the Black Wolf without any vowels uh, stout from Able, and he brought it in a tiny growler, also known as a squealer oh, God. oh jesus it's really first an oil name. can now a squealer what's Th- gonna be next like a muffin top probably yeah okay. there should be a bag of beer oh, oh, oh <laughs> man i picture like an american red cross blood cooler you just open it up and it's got these gallon ziploc bags full of beers <laughs> that's like... exactly it that, that'd be a muffin top anyway i will open this up it is not gonna be as climatic. hold on let me turn this up Actually, that sounded pretty good. That sounded reasonable. Is that why they call it a squealer? Yes. Because it it's like a tiny growler. A, t- a tiny growl is a squeal. Oh, jeez. It's not worth mentioning what the word growler means in some other cultures and languages. <laughs> and a tiny one at that. Thank you, sir. I'm currently being handed a pint glass full of extremely dark, not at all translucent beer with a nice caramely colored head on it. So with a beer... How thick it is is called gravity. 
So a beer that's easy to drink, something like a Pilsner, mm-hmm. has very low gravity. Something that's generally thicker, like an Imperial Stout, mm-hmm. would have high gravity. So this one, uh, I've not tried. Some stouts, like uh, the Guinness beers, uh, they have relatively low gravity for a stout. So let's try this. Does that have anything, anything to do with the, the type of carbonation, like uh, the... Like CO2 versus a, a nitrogen? Th- that can affect the gravity, but if I'm not mistaken, the gravity of this stout is more affected by the actual wort that they use for making the beer. Interesting. So, uh, I think that's actually really good. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, sorry, I'm moving crap around. <laughs> I'm being a really terrible host right now, but yeah, I'm trying to... <sighs> well, stouts are, they're a really flooded out part of the beer market, kind of like how like IPAs are. And like, I'm actually, I'm not used to having a stout like this that is on CO2. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the times when a company will make a stout, like they'll put go nitro. with the creamier nitro carbonation. It, it just because, goes so well with it. And right. you, you can but get this, it nitro. This doesn't have a, a bite like a CO2 normally has. So no, it, it doesn't. Really no. Well. Um, you can get this nitro or CO2. Uh, I did not get okay. nitro because we've gone flat in my squealer before yeah, I we even say, got here. I, I, do they have a mechanism? Like, I know Guinness, if you get their beer in a can, it's got this weird little nitrogen pocket thing that explodes yes. or something. And they, they do not. Abel is just a craft brew house, so they're not going to have Good. that sort of money. <laughs> I have a story about those cans of Guinness. Right what? when I bought Mr. Wags in 2014, yeah. I loaded up with two cases of Guinness cans from mm-hmm. my parents' house to bring to one of my brothers because it was good, on my way it's home. It's a good drinking beer. Yeah, it makes is. sense. Yeah. I, and they had it, and it was a good deal. So I put it in Mr. Wags, who I had had for like three days, and I proceeded to drive from Plymouth to St. Paul. And along the way, somehow one of them explodes <laughs> in the back of my car and gets dark Guinness everywhere. So my car not only smelled like booze for like three weeks, I had to scrub this like caramely brown ooze off of the carpet and like the headliner and the tailgate. It was just terrible. But I do like a stout, especially on a day like today. Yeah. When I got kind of a slow start and I just finished a coffee. It's it's just horrible and cold outside. Yeah, Yeah. it's a good beer. It's not actually that cold out. It's just really shit. It's just, it's cold ish. It's just, yeah, it's just shit. I mean, it's like, it's a a reasonable 25 degrees, which to people in California, they're just horrified by that. But in Minnesota, it's light jacket weather. In Minnesota, in February, 25 is something to like go outside in shorts in. Exactly. Which is, this is now January 130th or something. Yeah, I don't have an echo down here to ask it how many days it's been since <laughs> January 1st. I do that a lot of work these days. It's just, it, it's still January. It just, it's a never-ending January. We are really getting taken for a ride by the weather <laughs> this year, so. Yeah, no, it's not, not fun. Uh, I mean, anybody with a Subaru yeah. is having fun, but I mean, it's, it's at a point where, you really can't even have fun like drifting around the snow because now it's just like crappy and like you just don't have grip to well, even begin to have fun. It's just like you don't want to risk it because there might be a curb there. Like, or even on pretty familiar roads. Or like, I, well, I showed you a picture I took from when I was driving here. It's a Jeep, <laughs> yeah. like four car lengths in front of me. To it, set the stage, <laughs> I walk into the unit, park the wagon. Ryan comes in. He's like, "I've got a picture of this sweet like bro Jeep." I'm like, "All right, cool, show me." <laughs> Pulls up this picture, looking out of the front window of his Mazda Five on the way here, and you can see nothing. It was just, just white, nothing. I'm like, "Oh, I see what you did there." That that Jeep was, in uh, street racing terms, about two bus lengths away. Which would be between five to six car lengths, so mm-hmm. that'd be I don't know, like forty feet or something. 
So the so, Jeep was gapping you big time, yo. Yeah. But, I mean, it mm. jokes on, on him because he's probably upside down in a ditch somewhere. Because yeah, Jeep all-wheel drive actually Probably really on all-terrain tires that have no ability to stop on ice. <laughs> exactly. Some, like, rock-crawling tires. Yeah. Something that... <laughs> These are good for crawling rocks. It's to be really good for snow. Sadly, sadly misinformed. <laughs> I have a, a co-worker that has a third-gen Cayenne as a company car. And we were talking about replacement tires for his vehicle. Because he has some Pirelli... And I use air quotes here. Snow tires. Mm. He's very adamant they're snow tires. Mm. They are not. They're not snow tires. Anyway... I told him he needs to either get a much better set of year-round tires, because he's used to that, whatever. If you have to, you only have one set of wheels, it's fine. I was going to talk to him probably about getting those uh, uh, Michelin Premier LTXs. I think that's probably the best light truck tire that they make, but he was receptive to getting a second set of wheels and tires for winter. Yeah, I would do that. So trying to push him for that. But anyway, it's just people that don't know about their equipment and say that they do kind of bothers me because i went out and looked at these tires i'm like they are they're pretty well siped all season but they are not snow tires no they're like uh my sumitomos that i right was they talking will get about you by and they might be decent in the snow but they're not snow tires. they're yeah decent in the snow but it's yeah that's the price i pay for having the performance geared snow tires they really aren't that much better than a good all season but they also handle a lot better and what, what tires do you have uh they are hankook ice bears that okay, I thought you were gonna say Doki and Hakapolitas like everybody else. No, Lang's floor. No, I had uh, General Ultimaxes on it last okay. year, but I sold those to Corey, who is now dead apparently. I had some Winter Forces on on my Subaru. Those are really good in snow. Yeah, not good on ice. Yeah, as I say that, they were great driving through like a snowbank, but ice is just a. Tr- but I mean, it's like impossible to have a good tire on ice. Right. Really. I had those on my Forerunner back in the day. And that thing was unstoppable. The burrito? Yeah, the burrito. <laughs> I, know, I still have those license plates somewhere, man. Yeah, put those on something. I will. I should probably buy another Forerunner. But... Should buy a taco truck. No. Call it, call it the burrito. The thing is, it wasn't a collector registration, so I'm not sure if I still own the the burrito reg plate. I would probably recommend um, either getting a mid to late 80s Land Cruiser. Uh, or... But it doesn't have the same cachet as like a you know, Tacoma taco. Forerunner burrito. As I say, or get one of the removable hardtop for uh, first generation Forerunners. That'd be cool. Because those but are I'd really cool. I'd never be able to use it without being super guilty. Well, yeah, that's fine. You no. just you, you just get it to you know invest money in. I already have enough cars that I don't drive because of that. Well, that's going to be basically every car. That's how I buy my cars. <laughs> well, thank goodness for the Fiats. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's a hell of a tangent. This beer... It is delicious. It is very good. I can't really quite put my finger on the, the aftertaste, but I, I come back to like I'm used to a CO2 carbonated beer being a lot sharper. And this mm-hmm. I think it's lightly carbonated. It works well, pretty well. What I like about it is it's just the Abel Black Wolf, Black Wolf Stout is just a pure stout. It's kind of like when I vet an ice cream joint. Extreme vetting. Yeah. When I vet an ice cream joint, I get vanilla first because there's nothing to hide behind. Sure. Yeah. And it's like everybody's mm-hmm. everybody that makes like a halfway decent stout's like, oh, we put chocolate or we put bananas in it or something mm-hmm. to hide the fact that at the end of the day, it's an all right at best stout. This is like a pretty good stout, good actually. I'd it. probably put this at like a, mm-hmm. a solid like eight out of ten. I agree. It's yeah, very, it's, very tasty. It's not, it's not, it's not perfect. Mm, no. But I mean, I want to try this on nitro. Yeah, this would, I think on, the, on nitro, I so probably put it in the, probably the top five stouts I've ever had. 
Also, maybe a little bit colder, but that's our fault. Actually, fault. no, this is was in my van all night, so it stayed. No, cold. I know. Yeah. It, like when I came up and uh, felt the what is it a squealer? The squealer. Uh, yeah. When I felt the squealer, it was very <laughs> cold. But I mean, just sitting in here, even though it's yeah. not extremely hot and you warmed up. Anyway. Moving past the beer, I suppose we should actually start talking about some car stuff. Yes. And I wanted to touch on something I saw, I think, last Tuesday or Wednesday posted by Petrolicious, just because it was kind of in line with this, you know, dream car garage that we do this podcast in. Mm-hmm. And that was a dream car that I have on an unattainable list. And that's something that, you know, obviously I would really yeah. like, but it's just, there's no way. Even, like, if I won the lottery, it'd be difficult to buy this. Uh, the BMW M1. Not the 1M. I'm talking about the Lamborghini-bodied... Six-cylinder mid-engine M1 of the 1970s the and 80s. Properly cool-looking. Correct. Uh, wasn't that a home legation rally it, car? Or was yeah, it DTM? It, it was designed for a racing series called Pro Car. Okay. That never came to fruition. Oh. So by the time the car was released, the Pro Car series was scrapped, which was kind of a bummer. So How was, long was Pro Car around for, do you know? It was. It never came to be. Oh, it like just never. It, it was. It fizzled out before. Yeah, it was I mean, it was announced. They had uh, a sanctioning and governing body established. They had rules established, everything. But they just—I I don't know if it was going into an economic crisis time or exactly what killed off the pro car series. That would be around before. Yeah, you know, before sense, the car yeah. actually came to market, the series was dead. So they they campaigned it another series after. Yeah. Uh, it was released because they, they followed through, and it, it did pretty well. But I think you know it's mainly just looks and the the sound of the M eighty eight straight six. But this one isn't a DTM car. It's not one of the street homologation variants. It was actually a car that was taken brand new by the aftermarket to uh, do land speed testing. So what they did was they converted the gas engine to propane gas, like you know LPG. <laughs> <laughs> like UPS Wait, trucks, really? Forklifts. It's yeah. LPG. <laughs> they did that because it's a different class of speed record. If you use LPG as a fuel, and they're trying to, it was a BP Auto Gas sponsorship. So, um, they ended up converting it just to get the the propane gas speed record. But by the time this particular car actually did its speed testing, it got really popular with a bunch of companies that were doing sponsorships back in the day. So it had like Blaupunkt stereo equipment. It had really fancy leather upholstery. It had like a full body kit that looked really retro 70s. Just kind of interesting. It, it lost a lot of its angular qualities, which I really like about the 1M. Or not the 1M, the M1. I have my own issues apparently sometimes, but <laughs> it, it's a really cool car. Uh, apparently, it made like 650 horsepower or something like that, which is a little more than double what the original M88 made in the street-going car. Um, but this thing, it, it vanished. Like it, it was the the twin-turbo drivetrain was pulled out about 30 years ago, just so the car could be used. But it still, you know, was in a pallet next to the vehicle, and it just sat in the garage until I think last year sometime when somebody found the car and found all the original parts with it and right now it's undergoing a restoration so i'm not sure if they're gonna you know ever go fast with it again but it's just really cool uh the petrolicious article i found had a lot of original documentation and ads from all the uh, supporting sponsors and it shows the car in its original condition it, so. it, it also shows the quote brazenly mustachioed austrian motorsports journalist uh Harold Ertel, who apparently had something to do with this. Did you see his mustache? 
I always try to avoid the mustache. Sorry, I was taking a sip of beer. Well, there's there's a <laughs> he photo was like of the tree- front quarter was- of the car with like the support crew behind it, and if you look at it, it's just bell bottoms and froze. Like God, it that's is awesome. Yeah, yeah this Johan or. Er- er- Harold Ertl guy looks like Trader Johan from uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Just... Is that how you say that store's name? Trader Joe's? Trader Johan? Yeah. Oh. Today I learned. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is actually a really cool... So, it was just, like, stuck away. Just yep. hiding. Well, I mean, yeah, once it fulfilled its purpose, and I, I don't actually know if it got a speed record. I didn't really care enough to check. Are those but... taillights... I feel like those taillights I've seen them. Yeah, they're not M1 taillights. They look like they're the off M1, of a. They look like they're off of a 924 or something. They might be. Um, the original M1 used six series taillights, so I think the body kit changed out the taillights, but I don't know what they actually were. I mean, this car had a lot of customization. Like the gauge cluster was a custom VDO unit for boost and super high speed. I'm actually yeah. I'm I'm just I looked up the 924 mm-hmm. uh, taillight. Uh, it, that's most definitely a 924 taillight. It looks like. <laughs> It's funny because there's actually that was a really common taillight to just gaffed onto stuff in the '80s apparently, because mm. that's not that's not the first time I've seen a wide body car using a 924 taillight. But I that <laughs> would be a first for me. Um, down near the the bottom of the article, there's actually a couple of the current photos it's sitting in kind of a modern dealer showroom, just super dirty with their original storage patina. Oh no! Yeah, and that. look at the exhaust outlet on that thing. It's just a rectangle with mesh in it. Like it is. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> I know, and I think you're right on the taillights. I think those are 924 taillights. I'm sure it was something of the period. But yeah, the the body kit's super interesting, and even the wheels it has on it. I mean, God, I they're missing it. the center caps, but it looks looks like the the jaguar xj220 wheel in a lot of ways yeah kind of yeah that, like that whole aero disc sort of mm-hmm. thing that was so popular back then and i'm sure it had something to do with the massive speed this thing was capable of yeah no that that's a great looking car god that's actually I just, you know the, 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 the rectangular elements that added are hilarious the 1m for the longest time has always been on my list of like some 1M of my favorite cars m1 oh god i know it's, it's, it's tough the m1 is has been on my list of favorite cars for a long time i guess both of them but this one tops the list. This one was designed of... with a ruler, so I'm guessing you like this yep, one more. Yep, you know it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that. So, um, you know, speaking of cars that were found tucked away, mm-hmm. uh, I found on Jalopnik while I was uh, relieving myself at work the other day. I assume that means pooping? Yes, while pooping. It's the only time I ever read Jalopnik. Jason Torshinsky always... Uh, he helps me poop. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, I assume you're using an iPad because we've established that that is the only way to read Jalopnik. Correct. Okay. It is It is absolutely atrocious on an actual computer and crashes and destroys your Chrome browser <laughs> half the time. That's so they had an uh, article about arguably the rustiest, worst geoprism, which puts it pretty high in the running for rustiest, worst what car generation? of all time. Uh, the 90s ones, the, so A, the A101-based one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So... So a really good Toyota shrouded in horrible. Yes, exactly. Okay. I don't good. know why those rust so much more than Toyotas, but they <laughs> do. It, it's just, it's a fact of life. I think they it's do. just the self-loathing or maybe like GM <laughs> puts them through that, that true coat. But yeah, exactly. You gotta get that true coat. They apply it at the factory. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, second th- cargo reference. Is, you guys th- are both welcome. This is <laughs> a story about this, this dealership in Iowa. It's like one of those wholesale garbage lots. Um, 
and every car they have, regardless of how how shitty it is, they end mm. up on the little rotisserie for taking pictures. And oh, nice. Yeah, it's real. So it's, it's actually like the Maury's wholesale thing, precisely. Okay. But like, just like the worst cars you've ever seen. Well, anyway, I know that car, and I'm like, this car looks really familiar because back when I was working at Maury's and I was selling cars. I remember I took one of these cars in on trade from this very nice little old lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had bought a marginally better um, 97 Chevy Cavalier sedan. Oh, that's not That better. is gold on beige with a 2.2 and automatic. Well, it was better because it hadn't been on fire previously, which this uh, one had. <laughs> it had a totally melted out center console. How was this car not wholesaled? Uh, it, I think it was. Oh, okay. Well, because, all right, so Maury's... They don't have like a wholesale wholesale. Like they have uh, Maury's Buy Happy Basic, which is or is it budget? One well, of the two. Well, they do that uh, public before wholesale thing too. Not anymore. No oh, public really? before wholesale. It's because they expanded their whole Buy Happy thing, and this whole conversation about this one weird dealership in Minnesota is going to bore anybody that does not know what Maury's is. Sure. And arguably, will probably bore everybody that does know what Maury's is. So for the five people who yes, are listening still... we don't care if it's boring them. It, I guess. If they don't want to listen, but then they won't. Anyway, so this car somehow ended up... I was assuming it'd just go straight to the junkyard, but I mean, I guess it did technically run. Um, somehow, it automatic or a five-speed? It's, it's a manual. Oh, nice. Yeah, it, yeah it's a super skookum car, then. It's good. Yeah, that. <laughs> Like I haven't seen how ruined this thing is. Word? Okay, how did it catch on fire and where? I don't know how it caught on fire, but the whole entire center console is melted. Interior fire. Interior fire. <laughs> and like, I picture her going to Best Buy and getting like this Jensen double din stereo installed or something, and then she probably, spills her. Like, probably what happened. Actually, Jesus I can. I'm like, fairly. Going to church on Sunday. Let's see here. Yes, it does have an aftermarket radio. It's a Pioneer. Um, <laughs> and oh man, that looks like it was installed with a hammer. It is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to. You said it's on Jalopnik. Yeah, it's on Jalopnik. Here, I will uh, send you the the link right here for just, it. Yeah, just I'm just I'm putting into the notes uh, in a random location. It says anonymous chipmunk is editing your document. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, I'm gonna have to copy paste. Yeah, this. go go take a look at this. But anyway, I'm like I noticed this car, and it was literally the same one I had taken in on trade by this nice little old lady, and. <laughs> I don't know how it didn't go to a junkyard. Like, was that still at the Subaru dealership? Yeah, this is, when I was, this is when I was selling it for Subaru, yeah. And it's like 255,000 miles. And No, no, no. This is at some weird dealership down in Iowa. Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> and so I look at the AutoCheck, the vehicle history report, mm-hmm. which AutoCheck is like Carfax, but it's like 20 bucks cheaper per car. So It catches it's, different stuff, too. Yeah, it does catch different oh, stuff. It's, my word. It is really you bad. You mentioned this thing is Swiss cheese. It is like the worst looking car I've ever seen in my life. But when you look at the auto check report, it's hilarious. I re- distinctly remember this because it's the worst oh one I've ever gosh. seen. Seven previous owners, and it shows eight of them. <laughs> um, the auto, what's cool about auto check is they have like the score thing. It's like a zero to 100 scale, zero like your car's on fire sure, currently. Sure, it's got the above average, below yeah. average thing. Mm-hmm. And so the auto check score goes down for age as well. So your average geo prism is between a 25 and 46 out of 100. This thing got a 16. <laughs> Uh, good news I'm is looking through these photos. They're horrible. Oh my God, this they're interior. really bad. Oh man, it's missing a climate control knob too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see what I mean by the radio is installed with a sledgehammer is just awful. Wow. But yeah, no. I mean, it's actually technically a clean record. Like, it's never been crashed. It's never been salvaged. It somehow. looks like all of the remaining paint is original, except the rear bumper is 
black and the front bumper is body colored. Yeah, so I think that they probably, I don't know what happened I with that. I think the rear bumper is I, I feel like a car accident was not reported. Crash. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, you can see some silver peeking through on that rear bumper. Exactly, yeah. yeah so uh, it does have a corrected title uh, on it. Does that thing have a Paul Walker Cruise sticker on the back trunk lid? Does it? It I can't might. Tell. It looks like that. So maybe somebody that was like working there, like one of the oh lot guys goodness. that like, uh, <laughs> like, just like bought it as a beater. That should be a thing, man. They should just sticker bomb wholesale cars <laughs> and then just see where they end up. Oh, dude, I always used to see that. Like when I was a lot kid, like working at like uh, Luther, mm-hmm. and I was sending cars to like wholesale. I'd always slap on a Luther sticker to see if I find <laughs> it in a junkyard. <laughs> you should just uh, get some Bob's Auto Ranch stickers and slap those on instead. Perfect. Oh. But um. No, I looked through the vehicle history report, and it was, like, about two days after I had taken the car in on trade, like, roughly. So, this would be about this time sure. last year. Or, yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the car got sent to, uh, like, you know, got sent away. Right, yeah, they wholesaled she, it. They, they just... wholesaled it, and then somebody, I imagine, Maurice had bought it. Someone that isn't a junkyard somehow yeah, bought it. somehow bought it, and now the car is currently in Mason City, Iowa. So... What is it currently being advertised for, price-wise? <laughs> When Jalop Nick wrote the article, $1,400, which was insane. Now it is a slightly less insane, but still totally insane, $900. $900? That's that is, manual Corolla. Yeah, but I mean, it's still about That's true. 850 bucks more than I would spend on that. This thing is just a drivetrain with some rusty Swiss It is a it. drivetrain with um, 255,076 miles on it. So. Did you notice that it has marine speakers installed in the front doors? Oh my god, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but, Someone um, got a deal on those. I, now, I am curious. I, I assume this one, it doesn't say what trim level it is. Oh, it's LSI. So yeah, it, the LSI would have the smaller engine, if I'm not mistaken. So it's got the 1.6. One it's, it's a 1.6. It's the 5 EFE? For four A F E, it's the okay, so it's a four A G E with a fuel economy cylinder head on it. Okay. So because if it was the one eight, that'd actually be a really good engine. I thought those things were one sixes. They had a one six and they had a one eight. Okay. So the seven A F E was a one yeah. eight, mm-hmm. and that engine you can put a four A G head on it and then basically have a stroked out four A G, which still, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's still over square, mm. so it still revs like crazy. I still so. remember back in you know, ten years ago at uni, there was a couple of guys with these, yeah, uh, Geo Prisms, and they because had of that big dude. turbos on them. Yeah, that you take a four uh, four AG head on it, and you stick a big turbo they on it. They had stock heads on them. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh well, they could make more power. They put a four AG baby on board sticker in it, which was excellent. I remember those cars now. All yeah. oh, those cars are horrible. Oh, they the lo- they were about the same quality as this. Yeah, yeah, they weren't much better, but so, they were fast. So it was probably about like ten years ago. Um, in the Minnesota street racing community, uh, there were a couple of gentlemen that had Mexico, Minnesota, the Mexico, Minnesota. Yes. Um, (laughs) in the Mexico, Minnesota street racing community, uh, they had these really clapped out geo prisms. There's two of them, Mm -hmm. but they had like huge turbos on them and like nitrous oxide and, Yep. Like in like semi slicks and like dr- diamond racing steel wheels on it. It and was they, like hilarious. drove around with their straight pipe exhaust with anti lag, just like deafening people, deafening everyone. And mm-hmm. then like some dude with like a like an IROC Z would get really mad and try to race him and just get annihilated. <laughs> Those were some of my favorite cars from back in the day, for sure. Oh, that, that was great. It'd be even better to do with this car though. <laughs> so, um, 
But yeah, if you want to own that car, it is for sale in Mason City, Iowa, and you can put that in your car collection for the you know to spread. I no. guess if you have an iron deficiency, I'm you need some more iron pass, oxide. I personally will too. I've got enough iron. I think one of our listeners may be able to buy it. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Somebody might need a car. I would recommend against it. But. Yes, I would too. Uh, now, I do want to talk about something else because okay. since we last spoke about your coworker with that Avant, we found out his car was blown up at right. my work. Yep, it was at and your work he and had some diagnostic done. Right. Yep, and he picked it so, up. So, yeah, no, we may as well just transition over into the project car section now. Um, I spent the, well, we'll say 12 of the last 20 hours of my life wrenching on that car with a couple of very competent <laughs> Audi techs. Um, I live-streamed the whole thing, and it was fun. Really? Yeah, it was 12 and a half hours of live-stream. takes 12 and a half hours to pull an engine out of that car? Uh, to replace one, yeah. Man, you transfer all that stuff over. Is this what is this what life not only a Honda is like? It's don't buy an Audi, basically. Yeah, well, like the whole that, front, that's just and a like, fact. We didn't want to purge the AC, so we had to like make that intact. And like we were basically walking sleepy zombies the last six hours. Oh Jesus! So that didn't help. And there's just a, it was a bunch of stuff to do. I mean, we had to transfer over all the timing belt and water pump components because you guys did the timing belt and water pump a month ago on the oh. old engine at Good so. Karma, which. I don't know if I, John, my coworker, must have brought in the parts because they were all dated 2011. Like every component in the timing kit had a 2011 or 2012 date on it, which is he really prob- weird. he probably did because those timing components go pretty quickly. Right, and uh, so, but it, we it, usually don't we usually shape. don't do customer installed parts in case anybody was wondering. But in a pinch, we can. But somebody at Good Karma did RTV the O ring on the water pump, which is kind of weird. We had to scrape a That's RTV really weird. Thing. Yeah. That's super weird. Yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> got the car towed from Good Karma to another buddy's shop. Just a, you know... You know, I, I wonder if they did that just because it was some, like, unknown part and they just didn't want to leak. I mean, it was a Contitech kit, so... Oh, weird. Anyway. Anyway, so, had it towed. It sat for, I guess, two days while I brought the engine over. And then we set aside some time to do it Friday night. Started at 7 o'clock. Finished at... Seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, so a full twelve hours of not oh sleeping, God. drinking a lot, and eating a lot of pizza. But um, when I first fired up the car in the parking lot to drive it in, I had to check for oil first because I know you guys drained some oil out of it, but I wasn't sure if it was all of it. Turned out it still had plenty in it to drive it in. So get into it, turn the key. It cranks and cranks and cranks, won't start. Turn the key off. Turn the key again. Fires right up. No noise. Sounds perfectly normal. No tappity noise, no clunks, no rattles. Sounds about right. Super weird. So I figure, okay, well, whatever was obstructing the pickup tube must have just fallen out back into the pan while it was being towed around or something like that. Yeah. Drive it in. We let it idle for 15 minutes, full operating temperature. We plug in Vagcom and we pull up oil pressure. And it says, it's just like flashing back and forth between less than minimum and okay. <laughs> and like the oil wasn't even fully hot. So like, even though the engine sounds perfectly okay, like less than minimum oil pressure and the fact that the oil had some serious metallurgy differences. Yeah, no, it, it was like Liberace's oil pan. But we drained it. Yeah, it looked like when you, uh, when you service a differential for the first time in 100,000 miles or something, you got all that metal inside of it yeah it, yeah kind of like that good but like it still ran so sweet so i don't really know what i'm gonna do with the old engine i'll take it apart and see what failed but 
I'm guessing it was some, a partially blocked pickup tube, and it just drove around a long time with not enough oil pressure. I think that's probably what, what happened. It was just some bearing failure that yep. was beginning, but and anyway. we just caught it before it windowed the the motor. So. All right. And before it, you know, did probably permanent damage. The head's probably okay, too, but the cam sensor on that thing was, like, there's a little Bosch Delphi three-pin plug on the front of it on the yeah. 1.8T, and literally you could move it back and forth, like, oh a sixteenth of an inch. <laughs> like, the cam sensor wasn't doing anything anymore, which is why it was hard starting. Um, but yeah, the once, new engine, we just you turn the key, and it just immediately pops right off. Which once, the, uh, once the technician saw how the oil looked in it, he didn't go any further. I, I don't really blame him. No. Uh, no, his we have the answer we needed. His note was <laughs> on the car: engine has minimum oil in it. Engine will go. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually put wrote the P F F F F F F F T automatopoeia for that. <laughs> so the car is going to fart at some point. Yes, okay. at some point, it's that fart out well, a bunch she, of metal. She chewed her last at like <laughs> seven thirty p.m. yesterday, and we fired it up at about seven a.m. today. So, so he's uh, he's keeping the car then. Yeah. Yep. And like honestly, we I we did a rear main, we did pan, we cleaned out the pickup tube, we did plugs, coils, we did a bunch of stuff. So I think the motor itself will be fine for a long time. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, well, the turbo felt perfect. Long time in Volkswagen terms. Right. So, so like like four or five years maybe. Reasonable. Well, short time for any other car. Well, it's still a 1.8T with a manual. So It is the most reliable Volkswagen right, you could is... probably buy from the last... Well, the and most reliable, fun Volkswagen. And it's a non-sunroof car, which is super uncommon. That's actually great, because so that was... that's the killer of those cars, because they'll drip mm-hmm. all the water onto the uh, body control module or whatever it is. And Yep, that too. Yeah. yeah, electrical stuff. But anyway, nope, the car is done. It's Obviously, we're getting a snowpocalypse, and it doesn't have winter tires right now, so it hasn't been picked up yet, but... Stay tuned for an autopsy of the old 1.8T, and then I'm sure he'll enjoy having his car back because he's been borrowing his roommate's automatic 94 Honda Civic. Hmm. That's a really terrible version of a really great car. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it has, One it five has like eBay Altezza taillights on it from 10 years ago. And, just, and they're probably just perfectly yellow. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> really point. not. They're not good. <laughs> sounds... Anyway, no, the, the car, I mean, it, it went all right. It just, man, it reinforces the fact I never want to buy an Audi ever. Yeah. service position just to do a basic job like that so we ended up pulling the entire front clip off the car then we pulled the entire cradle engine transmission everything out well the thing is with with the audi you know a lot of people give them because they want a german luxury car mm-hmm. and i i understand that appeal i do not subscribe to but i understand said appeal right um the thing is though is when you like get into an audi and mm-hmm. you drive an audi and then you drive a bmw or a mercedes yeah and then you drive, say, like a Lexus. Right. That obviously feel more like the Lexus, but you're still going to have more of the horrible maintenance that you get from BMWs and Mercedes. Right. But then you have that kind of Lexus, like, still at its heart feels like a cheaper car. Like, right. I'm not going to say all Lexuses are like that, but I'm talking like a Lexus ES. It feels, they all kind of feel like right. a variant of a Lexus ES. I just feel like uh, an Audi interior feels like a Mercedes or BMW interior, but with cheaper materials. That's the best way. That's exactly what I'm They're very attractive interiors. They always have been. Audi's been good at interior design yeah. as long as they've been around. Well, but. I've always, I, I like, I shouldn't say, like, I dislike Audi or Volkswagen. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that I dislike them. I just dislike. I'm saying that right now. Well, yeah, you are, if I'm not. Okay. Because th- it's more that I, I dislike the company behind them because I feel like, what they do is they try to make a product that is the minimum viable product. Oh, the 2.0 Yeah, something like that. 
And they, they've just been doing this for so long. Like, if you get into an Audi from the 80s, mm-hmm. like, that's a totally different feel. That's for a sure. way higher quality feel to everything than one made in the last five to ten years. For sure. And that's kind of my issue with them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, BMW Mercedes, like, Mercedes, yeah, they, they went down in quality since the 80s. Well, yeah, they had to. That's yeah, because that would, yeah, it was cost prohibitive to do that. No company like that has ever been, like, successful. Um but they're still much better than any of their competitors. Yeah, I do feel like it's kind of a the Audi's the B movie of German Highline. Yeah, no, you're right. It, that, that is, you're, you're absolutely correct. It can be very entertaining. Yes. And it's a viable proposition, but you don't go out of your way. It, it's like the broken arrow. Oh, <laughs> you take that. You wash your whore mouth out. It is I, the worst movie. I think I found like seven copies of the B movie at the record store by my house that's closing and they're all like three dollars each but you're not talking a b movie you're talking the b movie B-B-B. right we're, we're like talking B-E-E. like a b yeah. okay. we're talking like b is in budget movie like what did they call them there was like a, a period in the 80s and 90s that was like indian films that were like that bollywood yeah yeah no bollywood's still a thing Oh, whatever. Yeah, Doesn't that's, that's just my, like Bollywood game. is considered the Indian version of Hollywood. That's that's the name. I just want. Yeah, their movies are awesome. What about Plan Nine from Outer Space by Orson Welles? That wasn't Orson Welles. That's Ed. Ed. Um, Ed. I don't know. Ed, Ed Holmes. Ed Green or something. My uh, my film professor hated me because I every time there was a black and white movie, I would just like boycott it, even if it was supposed to God, be see, good. There's actually some good ones. Like, like we're going to watch Rear Window. It's a film masterpiece. It's a great watch movie. Psycho. I'm like, no, these are all terrible because they're black and Isn't white. Isn't Psycho Doctor in color? Doctor Strangelove? Like, yeah, Doctor Strangelove is a great movie. Mm-hmm. See, that's where you're wrong, If Loyal. you colorized them, they'd be great. Oh, my God. Can we work on colorizing films, please? Oh, God, I'm presenting this with the ultimate millennial. Let me get my Segway out. No, oh. God. Anyway, segwaying on uh, to my project car. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I finally got the engine for my Cressida. Yay. Hooray. Um, there was much rejoicing. There was. I wish I had a soundboard to have more people clapping. Anyway. Um, so no, I finally got my, the engine for my Cressida uh, for like the five minutes that we had spring in the last two weeks. And, um, no, dude, we've had it many times. We've been honey dicked like five times. <laughs> yes, we have been. But, uh, so I got it and everything and I finally get up to my garage mm-hmm. and I didn't really think it through because I had both my cars in the way. Sure. So that sucks. And I couldn't move them because one was getting an engine and one needs a whole new fuel injector wiring harness. Weird. I thought both of these things were runners and drivers. Every one of my cars runs perfectly. Um, <laughs> So we had to figure out how to get the car up a 15-degree grade with a wheel dolly to support it and an engine crane to put onto the wheel dolly without tipping anything over and breaking the engine. And 90% of the engine's weight is towards the front of the engine. Oh, of course. It's like super-duper front-heavy, like even for like an engine. Did it have accessories on it? Is it fully dressed? Mostly dressed. Okay. It's got mostly accessories, so it was even more so Yay. front heavy. So I was sitting with my roommate, like with a toe strap and having him pull at the right angle while I'm pushing the engine from behind on this little wheel dolly. And the moral of the story is always listen to your high school physics teacher because if it wasn't for Miss <laughs> Sismal from Southview Elementary or at Southview Middle School, 
I would not have been able to get that engine up that driveway. Thank you very much, Miss Sismal. What an inspiring. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what an inspiring speech. Yes, that is true. So, when are you planning to actually? Do you have to do any prep to the seven? Yeah, I do. It it's in, got or? it's got a couple of leaking gaskets on. Head gasket looks fine though, so it's good. Um, it looks like it's just a valve. Have you torqued the head bolts yet? No, but I have to. And so, since the valve cover gasket's mm. seeping, you know, I might as well do that. Um, oil pan gasket's kind of sketchy. Um, might as well do it. Is it on a stand or is it just on a wheelboard or something? It is currently on two. Uh, JDM Toyota or JDM Goodyear tires made by Sumitomo. Great. I know they're JDM because I pulled them off of uh, Hepdang's uh, S13 and they were installed in Japan. I think Mitsuboshi should make tires. No, they shouldn't. Um, <laughs> uh. But yeah, no, it's just it needs a little bit of prep work and then it'll go right in. So it looks like it's pretty solid. Plus, nice. it came with a free automatic transmission. So if anybody wants to give me a Third generation Toyota Supra. Or a crisp high five. Yes, or a crisp high five. Um, if somebody wants to give me a third generation Toyota Supra that needs an automatic transmission in it, has a good cylinder head, I will take that for free. Or the automatic transmission can be exchanged for a crisp high five. Yes, that too. Just want to make sure that that is out there. Anybody no. needs a automatic transmission for a third generation Supra or MX-83 Cressida, Please let us know via Patreon. There are literally dozens out there, so I'm sure. Dozens of those transmissions. <laughs> <laughs> there are literally dozens of us, Michael. <laughs> Do you know how many people have birthdays every year? Hundreds. Literally hundreds. Oh, no. It's, it's the, the Tobias Fudke never nude scene oh, from yeah. Arrested Development. <laughs> there are literally dozens of us, Michael. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what a but great yeah. show. So that happened, but on the same day that I got that engine, mm -hmm. I also have other great news. Oh, do you? Yes, I went to the courthouse. Well, uh, congratulations, you two, Yes, it is. Congratulations. <laughs> so uh, in Minnesota, we have this absolute, complete fucking garbage um, license registration system called oh, Min, -Lars? Min Lars. Yes, oh, and because wow. of I have Min -Lars, no experience with this terrible... I have gotten Min Lars twice, and if you're wondering... <laughs> is this not... If you're wondering what Minlarsing is, Minlars is when I'm so happy right due now. to bureaucracy, your license plate tabs don't arrive on time, and then you get a license plate ticket, and you say, I paid for my tabs, I don't have them, here's the receipt, and you get the ticket anyway. Um, <laughs> Our company has been getting temp tags from Minnesota because they can't send tabs out in time. Yeah. I know. It's I, unbelievable. It is probably about 40% of why I quit selling cars, because I was sick of having my reviews, which were honestly my lifeline um, for, like, pay mm -hmm. coming in. And my reviews, like, went down, like, on a scale of, like, 1,000. I went from having about, like, a 940 to, like, an 890 because of Minlars alone. And on a scale of? Zero to 1,000. Oh. So that's a pretty notable difference. And if you drop below 90, or if you drop below 900, mm -hmm. then you lose your bonus payment from the from the manufacturer. That sounds most ungood. Yeah, and it's something totally out of my ability to do anything. Right. Well, most of the things are that are driven into customer surveys. Yes, yeah, so the, the fact of the matter is always give your salesperson a 10 out of 10 review score and settle up with them personally if you don't like them. Um, don't mess or with her. it or her, I should say, Politically don't mess, correct. don't mess with their pay. Cause that's a really, really shitty thing to do. 
Um, but no, so anyway, I got my first ticket, and I'm like, it was partially my fault. My tabs were a couple months expired, so I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll pay it. So I, I pay the ticket. Mm-hmm. Same day I pay the ticket, I go and I buy tabs online because I didn't have time to go sit in line sure. at the DMV, which is now eight miles long because nobody can go online. Right. And so I, they're like, all right, cool, your order went through, all that. And then at some point it canceled my order because this is what Minlars does is it actually has an error that cancels people's orders. <laughs> Thank God <laughs> then, you just got fired. The system right? just keeps getting better and better. This was instituted last July. Yeah, and it's still And it's responsible happening. for all of our title and, and registration in Minnesota. Yes, and it's still a problem. Um, it's still a massive issue. Yeah, it's Nobody still a massive it. issue. So, anyway, I, this gets canceled couple like a few weeks go by like a month goes by and i'm like what the hell is taking so long all right and i'm like but it's minlars so you know it's just gonna take forever because well, this is i'm, I'm yeah. still like that <laughs> one month is still within the reasonable time frame like well our jaded version of reasonable the quote-unquote reasonable, reasonable what has become expected of minlars all right so i didn't really do much about it sure and then my car is parked in front of my house and overnight i get another fucking ticket because some cop decided he wanted to be a douchebag. I have the cop's name, and I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to say his name out loud oh, because I I'm not, I'm, I will say that it is a man. Oh, okay. He sounds like he's conservative. <laughs> is he Edward Rooney by chance? No, but oh. he's um, he just, he just sounds like a, his name is really douchey. Sounding. Is it like Chuck Tussler or something, something like that? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> it's just like just really douchey. So uh, As Jimmy's were rusty, this clearly. this uh, douchebag police officer decides to give me a tabs ticket, even though I have my previously paid ticket on top of my dashboard for the specific purpose. Mm-hmm. So you can see that I already got a ticket for this shit that I just paid, and then I'm waiting for tabs. Anyway, he gives me another ticket. Well, I'm like, okay, this, I'm not fucking paying this. I'm not paying two hundred dollars in tabs or in tickets for my stupid like sixty dollar tabs. Ugh. Yeah, it's not $260, basically. Jeez. I'm supposed to be paying for these fucking tabs. Um, anyway, so I'm, I, 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 I'm not going to pay this. I wait until like the second to last day of my pay period, <laughs> and then I go to the courthouse because I'm being really... I'm just being the biggest prick I can about this at this point. Good. And I go to the, uh, to the county... So hearing like, officer or something? Hearing officer, yeah. yeah. Sure. And I explain my situation, and the hearing officer, she goes, mm, I, I don't give a shit. And so, really, I've yeah. actually had really good luck with hearing officers yeah, after no. Minlars was instituted because they're like, yeah, everything is just totally. Yeah, well, the, she was like, well, you're you you were late the first time. I'm like, yeah, and I, like, you can see here that I paid for my tabs, right, and that they were expired. I found out. I should back up and say I found out that they were expired by going to the AAA in St. Louis Park to which talk. is a fabulous DMV. It's a great DMV. I went to the, like the best DMV and the lady was super helpful and she gives me everything I need. She goes, Oh yeah. It looks like Minlars canceled this for you. Here's everything you need to fight it in court and go to go talk to a hearing officer. Hearing officer should be fine with it. I'm like, okay, cool. So anyway, I go to the hearing officer. If she says, I don't give a shit. And I'm like, are, are you kidding? She goes, well, because your last one was late by two months. I, I, I can't do this. I'm like, well, yeah, you but absolutely can. I'm like, you absolutely can. You're just choosing to be a bitch about this. So, um, I too get fired up about bonus yeah, tickets. I'm like super pissed about this. I so I, I, I go, all right, well, I want to make a court date. And she goes, are you sure you want to do that? I'm like, yes, I'm fucking sure. I want to have a court date over this stupid ticket. 
I'm not paying this fucking thing. And so at this point, I wish I could watch your life. I, from I don't, a distance, I don't care if I win this or not, because right. if I'm, I'm going to be you paying. You just want to waste county resources. I'm going to waste every fucking oh, dude, penny. I do that all the time. Yeah. It, this is going to cost us, it costs Hennepin County so much money to get this money from me. Right. Anyway. <laughs> So it's gonna be the most expensive hundred bucks they ever get. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm doing like all this research, talking to every single person I can to waste like even more people's time, <laughs> and just like just wasting as much time as I can to get as, as much evidence that I should not be in this ticket as I can. Court date comes up. I get to the county clerk, and she overhears this, and she goes, "How did this get this far?" I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. And I don't give a shit. I'm not fucking paying this thing. <laughs> she goes, okay, well, how about this? I, we can, we'll clear the ticket off your record. Don't get any tabs tickets for next year. I'm like, that's fine. Cause all my cars have collector plates on it, except for my daily driver and the Cressida, which is fix Minlars and you got a deal. Yeah, exactly. I'll buy, I'll buy some license plates once you fix Minlars. Um, and she's like, oh, well, That'll be $175. Yeah, they tried to charge you for a continuance. Yeah, well, they tried to they tried charge me to, like, not to keep it off my... I'm like, $175, that's more than the court fees and my original ticket would be. I'll just take the ticket at that point. And I guess, I wonder if she gets paid from throwing things out or something. Hmm. Because then at this point, she goes, okay, well, how about this? Pretends to do some stuff on her computer. Let's do $125. And I'm like, no. And this so, isn't a negotiation. Eventually, I do negotiate it down. Okay. I, I get it off my record. It is now $25 less than my original ticket was. I still have to pay some money. I don't care. But how many hours of county employee time did I you use? I did the math. <laughs> I'm so And for my $75, <laughs> they had to pay, assuming people in the county get paid like 25 bucks an hour. I don't know how much they get paid, but that seems reasonable. On but average, to, including court staff and all that kind of stuff, it's probably... I, near probably a little under but yeah i was thinking like somewhere in that ballpark you know just because some people get paid like imagine the hearing officer gets paid more than the clerk right so probably that that in between would be around 25 dollars an hour mm-hmm. i costed the county around 400 dollars i kind of have a story about this too when you're <laughs> done with yours there's there's so, been times and i've gotten I'm, tickets that are just morally wrong and so i've had a lot of people like everybody i talked to like, in the process like that was not involved in this all my friends mm-hmm. and stuff were like oh i never be able to get a tabs ticket argued and i did and i won and i beat the system i i did it it's possible everyone of course it i is. did it all it takes is money so the, the moral of our story here is always follow through don't give I agree. up. And please, for the love of God, if it's wrong, fight it. Yes, fight Just your make ticket. Make pay for it at least. It, yeah, at the very least. Like, you have nothing to lose. If you're going to be paying a fee, make sure that they get none of that money. Right. Like, make sure that goes towards. The more you all talk about the, this, I yes. want to tell you my story. What's, about this. Tell me your story. Okay, so <laughs> let me preface this with the Polar Run Rally. You guys both know what that is, but people outside of Minnesota won't, and even a lot of people in Minnesota won't. So. It's a checkpoint-style road rally, usually for a charity, that happens in February every year. We usually start somewhere in the cities, and we end up somewhere like 300 miles away. I've been doing this since inception, four years now. The second year I did this, mm-hmm. we had we were going up to the North Shore. Yeah. So I was on a logging trail near Grand Marais, and my car ended up in a ditch on this logging trail because it had 17 inches of unplowed snow on it while I was Shocking. trying to turn around to come down this pass. Anyway... That's relevant because the 
um, vehicle speed on the car is picked up by the rear differential and going off the road knocked the wires out of the differential. So Perfect. the remaining 25 miles of my trip, I did not have a speedometer that functioned. So I was using my cell phone with Waze because it's got that little speedo in the corner. Yeah. But I'm also driving along a coast, basically. So there's very poor cell tower triangulation. So it's like phasing back and forth between, I kind of know how fast I'm going and I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> it's just like rubber banding and jackknifing between speeds. I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. So I'm driving down this beautiful, clear stretch of North Shore Road. Yeah. Sunny day. Perfectly clear visibility. And the, nor- the North Shore, for people that are from, you know, Florida. Sure. It is basically largely uninhabited. It's just, Thank it's goodness. wilderness. It's right. wilderness. That's what it is. It's, it's really, it's really. gorgeous. It's absolutely but. beautiful boreal forest wilderness. Mm-hmm. It's great. Lots of, yeah, cliff faces and rock shots. Oh, it's, it's great. It's and like the most, pi- the most picturesque part of Minnesota by for far. Sure. I agree. But anyway, continue. Sure. So there's, I mean, the roads up there are really good around Grand Marais. So I'm doing... Waze says 61. I have no idea. Speed limit's 55. So I'm going six over. Fine. Sure. I come around this corner. I see a vehicle in the distance. No big deal. There's a lot of cars. Pass a lot of cars. It's a nice day. Yeah. I then get passed by this car, go in the other direction. It's a state trooper. Then I see him hit the brakes and start u-turning in the middle of this two-lane highway. So he's obviously coming for you. Of course. So what I did is I just pulled over. The guy comes up to my window and is like, why'd you pull over? I'm like, well, not many people just U-turn in the middle of a highway. <laughs> yeah. So I figured you had some reason, and I'm the only car here, so figured I'd see what you wanted. He's like, oh, I got your clock and going 74. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> like I, my Speedo broke because you don't plow your roads around here, but it said I was going 61. The guy's like, having none of it. It's like, I, I will give him props. He was very cordial, nice guy, other than the fact that he just didn't really have anything to care about what i had to say but he also didn't cite me for having a very badly cracked windshield no front plate basically no exhaust that's coming out of the hood he had plenty of reasons to pull you over so right yeah you got what you got so right so anyway long story short i get the ticket this this police officer was a a nice person not like the prick that gave me a ticket in front of my house while i had my old ticket just wait on my windshield with all my little paid stampage and everything in my little like note saying i've got tabs coming exactly okay so this guy i mean he even even wrote it for miles an hour ish less than it was okay keep it under the whatever 20 i think it's 19 over that turns it's into 20 a 20 becomes he wrote it for 19 instead of yeah. 20 or something that's great which is fine sure i don't care um but that's, it still writes me the ticket so i'm yeah. six miles away from my destination on this 300 mile trip and i get this ticket i get the only ticket of any of the 50 teams that do this rally that year <laughs> so i enjoy my time drive back home with a non-working speedo no problem i about six weeks later had my court date, which I had scheduled, you know, a couple days after when the ticket had processed for Cook County, which yeah. means I have to drive to the Cook County Court Office to fight which this. Which I imagine Grand is Grand Marais. In... It's two hundred eighty. Oh, it's actually miles. in Grand Marais. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be in some like old like podunk town, the back mm-hmm. of a barn somewhere. Nope, it's the one that got shot up like two years ago with that really disgruntled dude. So oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, that one. Yep. Okay. But anyway, yeah, I I take my criminal defense attorney. Yeah, that's right. I take him up with me. We both take a day off work. Is this We'd... the one where you wanted to, like, poop on the bathroom floor? Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to, yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we drive up there on the 850. Yeah. 
my council allegedly encourages me to overtake a vehicle on a hard no. shoulder <laughs> on the way up because of road construction, which of course I didn't do. Um, <laughs> um, we get up there, we go to Voyager Brewing, get a couple of beers, some cheese curds, get oh, spending all these pizza. I wish I had cheese curds. It right was now. a beautiful, picturesque day. It was yeah. great. Then we go to the courthouse. <laughs> And uh, this is, it's a, it's a rural county. So they yeah. have one courthouse, they have one criminal prosecutor, Perfect. but this is the same person that deals with like murders and land disputes and all this stuff. And I'm up there <laughs> for the speeding ticket. That's like 15 over. With a criminal. With a criminal. Attorney. With an attorney. <laughs> in the middle of a week, in the middle for of a day. A misdemeanor. Not even. <laughs> for a petty. Petty misdemeanor. For a petty yeah. misdemeanor. <laughs> Anyway, long story short, uh, we get there early because that's just I'm punctual like that. And the court reporter asks which case we're here for. And I make the mistake of telling him who I am. So he exits the room, calls the cop who oh, pulled no. me over. Ten minutes later, the guy shows up to the courthouse. Otherwise, he would not have been there. I guarantee it. Oh, man. And I would have won. So anyway, we go through it. I go up to the stand i tell him all this we watch the squad video which i paid for a copy of because why not <clears throat> try to make yeah. some money off of it <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh i don't know it was it was fine but i mean i, I had like the county judge the entire court staff their <laughs> criminal prosecutor i, I can i had for... like 15 city staff there for two hours <laughs> If I did the math on that, I don't know what a judge gets paid up there, but I'm guessing I wasted several thousand dollars of their money. Like, I, I wasted 200 bucks of my own money doing that, and I called in a favor with my lawyer, but he enjoyed the trip tremendously, so... That was absolutely perfect, yeah. I ended up losing. They didn't really care, but I, I paid the $100, and I left. <laughs> they, they were, like, reading my information to the court reporter, like, it says here you live in St. Paul, is that correct? I'm like, yep, we drove up... I was in like a, a a pink polo too. Like it was, it was great. <laughs> At one point, I was up on the stand, and they asked the officer to identify the person if he was in the room. He's like, he's the man up there in the pink. And I'm like, oh come on, it's Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I tried you... to get my lawyer to get the transcript. But I was to say was you have to. So get expensive. How much was it? It was like 175 dollars. Worth it. Can, can we put uh, a Patreon to buy the records? <laughs> it might be too late. I'd... Well, no, because I, I think they have to keep those. Okay. Yeah. Like, it, okay, fine. We should see if we can get that. And okay. Maybe, if you want to see at, this, at, go into Patreon, I think hit maybe, the $5 level and type in $100, and I'll do it. I just say, I, I think if we have somebody that subscribes a high enough level, we should give them the gift of the transcript of your hilarious port pr or court proceeding. And a copy of the <laughs> Cruiser video, because yes. why not? <laughs> On VHS, hopefully. I can I can transcribe it. Yes, to perfect. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's on a DVD right now. And we sure will autograph right all of it. Of course. Because we're just good people like that. But anyway. We are. Absolutely. If, if there is, of... I just, I cannot stand when I get tickets that are just unjust. Because there was really no reason I couldn't be going 61, which I thought it was going. Anyway, please continue. Exactly. I, well, I was going to say, let's, uh, speaking of Patreon, uh, I think maybe, unless you want to talk some more about that. No, let's do yeah. a topic, actually. Let's do a topic, yeah. We've been kind of following through on this, and we've got... Our main patron, Scott, my brother, actually, he's got a bunch of really good stuff all the time. So we're just going to keep touching on these. And um, if you guys want to have one submitted of your own, uh, feel free to head over to Patreon and do that as well. And I'll grab these from you um, once a week. So the question we've got today is one I have actually heard 
a couple of times in the Everyday Driver Car Debate podcast, and they didn't really touch on it as much as I hoped they would, so I'm glad he asked this. Uh, the question is, do you think a graduated driver's license where one must demonstrate a certain level of car control or competence in various and adverse situations, skids, weather, and the ability to drive at high speeds on access-controlled freeways, um, and the speed limits are especially lane, different for these people, la, 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 la. Do you think it's a good idea? So there are four subsets of the question. The first one, is it a good idea? And I want to ask that to you first, Ryan, then I'll answer it and we'll go on from there. Is it a good idea? Yeah. Is a graduated additional yes. work, more expensive driving license? 100%. Um, it's the Finnish driver's license system is one of the hardest ones to get in the world. Uh, I, and Germany's not too far behind, I know. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know Germany, one of the prerequisites is you have to drive a manual transmission in the event that... Yes. It, well, it, it's actually, it's a, it's a vehicle safety thing. Or in the event right. that it, you are trying to help somebody out or somebody's mm-hmm. injured, you need to be able to drive their car to get them to the hospital sure. if, you know, God forbid, you, run, you know, something happens. Right. Um, so, yes, I do think it's a great idea. Um just because we have so many people that pass the bare minimum. Our driving test is such a joke here. And I passed it and I ran over two cones. Why, that's terrible. Did you cry or something? How did you make that happen? I don't, I don't know, but I did not do well on the test. And I passed, <laughs> like, no questions asked. Like, I didn't know where my dad's brights were, and they passed me. And I was like, how oh, did I just pass? All right. I guess that's probably case by case, but I mean, that's, that's a good point to make. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people just, they don't care. And I mean, I mean the person that uh, drove through the bu- building oh, in, in Buffalo, Buffalo Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I wonder if she passed. <laughs> no, she passed. <laughs> Shut up. I read me? in the article. No. <laughs> it, that should be like an automatic <laughs> fail. If you that's... damage government property, you <laughs> automatically fail. Yeah. Like, is that like, like a... Like, you... maybe I read it wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw somebody <laughs> oh, that she passed. Hopefully it was like she later passed after she came back or something. I hope so. I hope I the read it wrong. The same test. It's one. <laughs> the same tester after she got yeah. released from the hospital for her like trauma or whatever no, it's, it was. It's the same one. The tester's like, well, you did everything right except you crashed through the front door. That's technically only one mark against you. I was going to say, is it like a points-based thing where you can get like a certain number of points minus wrong, even 1, if they're like really bad things? <laughs> everything counts as minus one, regardless okay. if you kill somebody but or I mean, not. Yeah, the, the, the written test is the written test is really easy here. Uh, the actual driving test is you can be brainless and do it. Yeah, no, you can. I, I've seen terrifying driver's test results. Um, and so, no, I think a graduated driver's license program is a great idea. What would that kind of entail for you? I mean, would you see it like a an HOV lane pass or like a yeah, sticker I, I you think, could put I think on, or would like, it just be it, instead of selling? Would you mark the car to let the I would. Know? I would say. Um, in addition to something like MinPass, where mm-hmm. we we have MinPass where you can get this pass and drive in the HOV lane in Minnesota. Yep. In addition to that, I think you should be able to be able to pass this test, mm-hmm. get a special license plate, kind of like the, we have like whiskey plates oh, or something, idea, like yeah. the opposite of a whiskey plate. Uh, it says you're a particularly good driver. Mm-hmm. And say maybe when you're in the HOV lane during low traffic, you can go t- you know 20 over. You have an hour 20 miles an hour. You can add to your speed limit because you have shown that you're capable of doing this. This is a surprisingly reasonable response from you. Because I'm actually a reasonable person. Oh, interesting. Um, Okay. Well, you see, I've just, I've been said no to so much. And I I just expect no. (laughs) And so I'm like, (laughs) you're grounding yourself. This is, I am. Yeah, I am. So, um, but in addition, okay. Yeah. That's a good idea. There's a few things I would do with that. I would also say to be able to get this this driver's license and this special license plate, mm-hmm. you need to be able to have your car 
uh, taken to a mechanic and pass a certain safety test. Sure. Kind of like you have to do with Lyft or Uber. Uh, but On I mean, your own dime? Yeah, on your own dime. Okay. You have to do this. I don't want to cost the state any money because if, no, the state that's, has that's cost, if it costs the state money, Republican people will freak out and have a, a hissy fit. Yep. Um, but I think if you do that, that would be a great idea. And I don't think age of the vehicle, the almost anything either. I, it, would, it would make the money. Yeah. Because if you just have this license, this driver's license, Especially if it costs like, you more, yeah. If the li- driver's license is like crazy expensive, like a whiskey mm-hmm. plate, yeah. Uh, and then you have like say tabs or like, like it's double thousand dollars to renew your driver's license if you want the special enhanced. Yeah, exactly. And I would yeah. pay a thousand dollars for that app, by all means. And then say like tabs are you know fifty percent more expensive, like that's going to make the state a lot of money. Right. And it'll make people better drivers. It'll make there. It'll right, make traffic care. Traffic will go more smoothly. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have less accidents because cars will be safer. Fewer accidents. Fewer accidents due to Thank roads you. being safer. I think this is a great idea. I think so too. I, I like the license plate idea because I was trying to think of how you would implement it. I'm like, well, you could do stickers, but that'd be really hard to or sorry, easy to duplicate. But if it's like a different color plate or something like that. Yeah. No. If it's like. If it's like a yeah, adding barriers to entry too. I mean, if you make people pay and make it difficult, they're yes. going to care. Exactly. I would absolutely go through that, and I would love if it was difficult because I'm also the sort of person like I like showing off what I know. Right. That was the sort of kid in high school that <laughs> Ryan actually likes showing off. That's surprising. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm like the sort of person that like when I was in high school. I would, and like a test came by, in, especially in like history class or something, be like, oh, I wish people yeah, could see your body go. language yeah. as you're responding to I'm like, this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, like, I'm really excited for this. I love this idea. This is great. <laughs> Let's make it happen. I want to tell people how much smarter I am than them. <laughs> Tremble in fear at my innate superiority, peasant. <laughs> I can see a lot of BMW drivers having these just for fun. I, I think oh, so. for sure. Uh, like there would every, be a lot of rich people that would just do it. Yeah. Because. A lot of rich people and a lot of people with like weird classic cars. Like a lot of people like Volvos, I imagine, mm-hmm. and like just not like your normal Volvo, but like a Volvo nice Amazon Coupe gave you uh, like better insurance rates, or yeah. better yes. yet, if it would That'd let you huge. get a ticket and not have the ticket affect your insurance. I would pay such a huge amount of money to not have points or insurance damage from a speeding ticket. Like charge me whatever you want. The fine, I don't care. Make it $1,500 for a speeding ticket. I'll pay it. doesn't matter. But if it affects my insurance insurance or points, I'm not in. That's a really good point. That's a very good point. I mean, an extra 20 over would give you a a lot of flexibility because, I mean, everyone does it. Yeah, everybody goes 20 over anyway. Now you're not going to get in trouble for going 20 over. And then, you know, if you want a chance, you can now go 25 over. Right. And then get a a ticket. But I I, I think the the ticket part... Mm-hmm. As much as I would like to say, I think that'd be a little bit. It wouldn't be as realistic. Right. Um, I don't. You know, that's not. Doable. I, I, I feel like my my, my idea my want. my idea was actually realistic because it's actually sustainable. It right. will generate revenue. And there's no question about it. Yeah. There's no need for duplicate speed limit signs for no. the special drivers. You just know it's 20 over. Yeah, exactly. It's it's 20 over. Um, school zones obviously would not apply. Special work zones would not apply. So I feel like if you're, I'm just I'm thinking about realistically how this would pass yeah, right I, I appreciate like that. real realistically mm-hmm. like school zones construction zones you have to go to speed limit uh, maybe make it highway and freeway only no i really like doing 50 on 30s well you know what i mean yeah again realistic right because you're gonna have 
you'll have. But so, if you have intelligent, have like, wealthy yeah. people doing this, they're going to have some discretion. So there's exactly. less chance of something cropping up and people just being a total idiot. Exactly, and that that's kind of where I'm coming from with this. Is okay. I, I feel like, you know, you have your realistic kind of expectations. Yeah. Because, you know, how much I would love to see, like, yeah, no speed limit sides between, like. YZ and Brainerd. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. But that's never going to happen no. in Minnesota. But being able to do yeah. 85 instead of 65. Huge. Legally, it would be huge. You yeah, have to be think about fantastic. it. It would totally be worth it. No, yes. That's a really, I think that's a, a viable and good way to implement that. And for the record, I also agree that it's a good idea. But um, is it possible? That's my line. Damn you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ryan, is this possible? Yes. This plan you've just proposed? Yes. W- the way I proposed it, it is possible. Sounds good. Yeah, we pretty much covered exactly how it would be. I, and I think, and not only is this possible, I think politically, this would be very advantageous. Well, because I know... State revenue and almost no drawback. Yeah, yeah state revenue, almost no drawback. But to car enthusiasts, mm-hmm. a lot of car enthusiasts that are liberal would be more inclined to vote for a conservative person that made this this idea and then vice versa Mm -hmm. like this is a really good way to pull in voters from across the aisle that's a huge deal swing voters potentially but yeah i don't know if those people are particularly intelligent so (laughs) (laughs) yes but no i think it's possible i think it's realistic i think it's actually a great idea awesome all right um so in addition to you know i think the way you laid it out is feasible i mean seems like a reasonable person to be like, yeah, sure, we'll take the extra huge amount of revenue from these people just basically legally doing what they're going to do anyway. Exactly. Would there be, like, additional driver's education required? Or would, like, would they require you to do, like, a tire rack street survival once a year? I think so. Would they have more frequent renewals? I think it would be great. Well, cause like, also, retesting? Would that'd that be, that, that would be even a better thing if they had you... I mean, I feel like retesting should be done for everybody every 10 years. I think so, too. But I would say... When you initially do the test, mm-hmm. you should have to go to some sort of driver's ed sort of thing for performance driving. Yeah. So go to like a, a HBDE event or something and actually have sure. an instructor sign off on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that will also generate... A car control clinic could be Yeah, exactly. people just are, they don't know. Exactly. And well, something like that would be a great revenue for the local small racetracks around it would, here. It would It'd be... I had to safety on the road tremendously, too. Yeah. I mean, think of the reduction in crashes and how many you know, potential lives that would save. Oh, yeah. If no, people just knew how to recover from certain from like car control or something. issues. Because yeah. right? there are so many times I, I'd be on a test drive when I was working for Subaru, and somebody would begin an understeering, and they just lock up their brakes. And I'm like, cool, we are now going off of the road. <laughs> I had a friend who drove over a tree in high school and i was like how did you what do that was the tree currently vertical what it was yeah okay. it was it was like a, like a little tiny one it was a baby tree, tree <laughs> but Bang. still she like Aww. she um she lost control because she was driving the speed limit during like a snowstorm like right. we're having right now right and um she put on her emergency brake Perfect. And flew off the road. Oh, my giddy Yeah, see, th- this is the sort of thing that I would help avoid. Yeah. So, yes, I think that would... Also, actually, something I just thought of. What if that additional registration cost or whatever didn't apply if you proved that you had, like, less than three-year-old summer or snow tires in your vehicle at all times? I, I, I feel like that shouldn't... That should just... Be one of the stipulations that, actually, in the safety fair. thing okay. in the in, sa- in, in the this. whole safety inspection mm-hmm. you're 
tires and stuff being 10 years old have to be less than three years old mm-hmm. and they have to be above maybe four but yeah you know something like that yeah. i'd say let's something do five reasonable. five ha- half of the life of the normal car okay and they have to be no thinner than four thirty seconds well, i think there should be different i don't think so because like there's a lot of really high performance summer tires out there that kind of start with like four so 30 seconds okay, okay. but like a winter tire at four thirty seconds is worthless well maybe we should say no less than half of half the, of the tread life. Tread. Yeah, half of the original tread life. Sure. And you can look that up. You can look up. Of course. Well, this is a yeah, HTR, mm-hmm. and this, this has 1130. Yeah, right. it came with 1130 exactly. seconds. Yeah. Awesome. God. Yeah, this is making insanely good sense. Yeah, it's really sensible. We should get a politician you, on with us. <laughs> do you think this would lead to fewer instances of infractions and law breaking in general, just with better educated drivers? Or I, I think so. Okay. Um, I mean,. I'm going to start out with the first response that sure. I know somebody's yeah. to say is, well, you're just making something that's illegal legal, so that will be, you're going to have less of those people coming through. Not necessarily. I don't think because so. Because the thing is, the people that will do 20 over, if they're doing 20 over more than just like, that's what the car's capable of, they're right. doing that's it just to do it. kind of reasonable and prudent, though, because yeah. studies have shown that people only drive as fast as they feel is safe. Exactly, but the thing is, most a lot of the people that get infractions and law breaking, they just go twenty over because they can, not because they feel safe, but because right. they want the rush. And which I guess in like a Pontiac GXP, that's a huge rush going twenty over the speed limit. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel so alive. So those are those are the same people. If they go twenty over in their twenty over zone, they're now going forty over. Like you're still gonna get those people pulled over. In fact, right. I think if you get caught going over that twenty over. You should be. You should have your twenty over your special driving permit revoked and go back to a normal driver's license. Oh, I disagree with that. I well, just again, realistically, I think that'd be a reasonable way for them to do it. But that's I don't think my so. personal thing. Um, will it lead to less infractions and law breaking? Yes, because you're gonna have a viewer. Yes, fewer. I know it says less because it's written yeah. poorly, but when I asked it to you, I you said, said fewer. Yes, we'll get um, we'll get you there someday. Will you have fewer? instances of this yes i yeah i think so because you're gonna have a better informed driver and you're behind still the inter- road you're still intermingled with regular drivers on the road yes. so the amount of time you're even able to take advantage of your yeah. right to go faster or privilege not right yeah, i should privilege. never say right with drawing it's driving sorry it's not a right it is a privilege yes it is but, um no yeah you're the you're gonna have Less instances where, because these are people that, or fewer instances where you have these people that would be otherwise just driving 20 over because they feel good about it, but they don't really, they're not as good of a driver causing accidents. Well, you see people are now better informed and they're more well-trained and they now know more about the road. So yes, this would be uh, something that would result in fewer broken laws better driver. Yeah, yeah being broken and better drivers so yeah it's kind of the same thing where it's like better education almost always leads to fewer crimes correct it's the same concept yeah there's definitely causation with that correlation yes. so i agree well let's touch on just one more topic here uh the episode i don't want to get it to get too long here um so we'll cover a lot of what we've got planned here in the next episode but i do want to talk about this just because it is so current um BMW made that 1 Series M Coupe, the car that I had. The one that you have, yes. Correct. In 2011, one year only, super rare car. Um, more recently, they've released that M2. Super highly sought after as well. 
Well, yeah, it could just because it is that rare and it is that good. It's kind yes. of the greatest hits. You know, hydraulic power steering. It's got all the old mechanical limited slip differentials. It's got giant brakes. It's a tiny car. It Big looks, engine in a little car with some good brakes. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah, and it's got their you know best twin turbo engine and all that kind of stuff. So that's been popular and nice you know since it was released in 2011 and they've held their value really well but right now um even since the m2 which is kind of a a light version of that vehicle like it's electric power steering and they they're not limited numbers but they're still really fun same form factor just the newer components of the same type of deal yeah i've actually been following the pricing of these one series m cars trading on bring a trailer which mm-hmm. is pretty much the best place to do it because they graph it yeah they do and when i bought mine they were already like they none of them transact under fifty thousand dollars which is more than their original msrp i paid wow 40 that's amazing i think i paid 46.9 for my car because it had fifty thousand miles on it so to people that are more into like the modifying side of the collector world and as opposed to actual like collecting for collectivity um <laughs> Uh, the, uh, there's usually a, there's usually a, about a 20 year cycle of depreciation where your car depreciates somewhere between, depending on rarity, 15 and 25 years after it was produced, it begins to appreciate again. It's called a depreciation curve. On a collector uh, vehicle. Yep. Yes. On a collector mm-hmm. vehicle. Well, Not even, a Camry. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> eh, some Camrys. Camry, some Camry, Camry all track. <laughs> Um, oh, but, please clean up after yourself. But the the thing is with this collector curve, I know for a fact that the one M is not that old. No, not 2011. So it's that's the kind of that's the sort of collector. And it wasn't much of a curve either. It was pretty much just a straight line. It, has it always been? Yeah, I mean, basically they were always worth around their original MSRP. That is a car it never depreciated. And now so it's next time, next time. Uh, car salesman or salesperson tries to tell you that your car, all cars appreciate, you can tell them to eat your ass. Pretty much. Because they're, there are absolutely they're, they're false. That's not true. I mean, yeah. it's like the Z8 even. Like, they intended it to be a future collectible. And yeah. you know what? Wow, it, it already is. is. Yeah. There are some cars that are just, they're made right out of the gate to be, like the 911R. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's the same thing. If it's limited numbers and it's got the greatest hits mentality going to it it's going to be collectible it's going to be popular and that's that's just kind of the end of it but right now the values the used values on like a fifty thousand mile 1m exceeds that of a brand new m2 it's like you could go to a dealer and buy an m2 brand new with a warranty cheaper than an out of warranty 1m that that's actually that's that's outright shocking and um, those those cars are a bargain right now just because they weren't limited by um, production numbers. They're selling as many as they can make. Well, you know, that that's kind of a really interesting thing. Where, uh, a lot of manufacturers will try to do stuff like that and not be successful. Uh, they'll try to make a car that has a that's supposed to be a future collectible. Right. And then nobody gives a shit. Oh, well, yeah, they'll execute it poorly. It'll be poorly executed or they'll, yeah, it'll just not be sought after. Right. You know. And, and then there's there's opposites, too. There's yeah, cars it, that are intended to be really popular, and then they flop, and then they're super sought after, like the Isuzu Vehicross. The Isuzu Vehicross, the I DeLorean. Which I want one, yes. desperately one of. I, 
want an Iron Man Viacross because it had a oh, sick yes. red and black leather interior. And, and there were Recaro seats and a Momo steering wheel in it. This is a really cool car. The like, Zuzu Viacross is definitely... Rad. Okay, we need to not go on Definitely the, the Must the talk coolest. M2. Must talk yes. M2. <laughs> so the, what I'm getting at here is the, a used M2 is a great value. Um, they'd be a great daily driver, but the collector value of the 1M is just eclipsing it like crazy. And right now... Kind of what's always been the speculation in the 1M M2 group, similar group of people, yeah, is that they were going to release a competition package or a yeah. CS version of the M2, and that would be the limited production numbers like the 1M was. And BMW just announced this car. But That's unfortunately, really cool. I think they made a mistake when they did this. Why? Because although the suspension and the brakes and the interior have all been sharpened up, they're better for track... They took a manual transmission only car, which is what no, the 1M no. and the M2 were. Actually, the M2 was and they ruined it with a, a dual clutch. The competition is dual clutch only. Nope. Never be worth it. Nope. That car, that I car, guarantee, they will just, never they, meet the value of I was going to say, they just annihilated the value of that vehicle. I agree. And um, the thing, they put the yeah. M4 engine in it. They put the real M engine into it now. But I think that's probably part of the reason why it has that automatic in it now. Because that's, I imagine the M4 is on Mac only. No, it isn't, but... Oh, well... I, I bet you yeah. next year, if they make this M2 competition more than one year, we'll see a manual come in as an yeah. option the next year. Because I bet I mean, they will sell every one they make. That's, so you remember, uh, I think it was one or two episodes back, I was talking about the Subaru Outback and uh, the manual... Uh, option not coming to the United States. Yeah. That's on a car where theoretically, yeah, people should not be giving a shit about right. a crossover wagon sort of weird thing. But this do. is literally a driver's car meant for enthusiasts. And you want enthusiasts driving pleasure. You want enthusiasts don't give a shit about Automatic transmissions. Oh, yeah. They don't care about how fast it is. They don't care about All the efficiency. All modern cars are you know, they, uselessly fast. Yes. Every one of them. Yeah, no, you're you're literally your Toyota Sienna that you find. They for, deserve a 60 in like six and a half seconds They're now. faster than a Supra. Dude, but you, you can know gap what? a 308 GT4 with that thing. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's an incredibly fast car. But the, yeah, it's just nobody cares, though. That's the thing. So... But yeah, on I, I think uh, on that bombshell, BMW has shot themselves in the foot, and they will have to recover from that. And hopefully, they make I the right decision. I'm really, really looking forward to watching the next ten years of the M2 competition because I think I just think that it won't be viewed as that. No, like, it it'll, it'll be like a ten-year-old E46 M3 with an SMG. Just nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna care. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another performance. Oh, um, this is a kind of a weirdo car, but. Do you remember that particularly boxy 80s supercar, the Vector W2? I do. I remember many details of You remember how too. sick those are about like, the how V8? Cool they look? And they look amazing. They have a trillion buttons on it. It's everything you ever wanted well, from the 80s. everything you ever wanted. But if you're it's looking your for... your dream on wheels. If you're looking for that, it's so cool. It's Except. got the Corvette V8 with the turbos on it. And do you know what else it has? Yes, I do. Three-speed automatic gearbox. Yep. Yep. Three-speed, non-lockup, hydromatic transmission only option. And you know how much a Vector W2 goes for? The, I think it's the W12, wasn't it? No, it's the W2. W2. Oh, okay. You think the Nardo W12. Oh, okay. Um, the Vector W2 goes for roughly one-third of what a Countach goes for. Mm -hmm. There were literally thousands and more Countaches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the 
W2, I would say probably about as many posters. Oh, yeah. As the Countach had, where these cars had like the racing pedigree of. And they were in a lot of like video games back in the day, too. They, they were. The, like these cars, I mean, we have to say posters because the racing pedigree of both the W2 and the Countach was equivalent to that of a Chevy Sprint. The pre-Geo Metro, where literally no professional racing was done. Um, (laughs) There's only so much you can limp a platform into success. But that's the thing is, you really, really, really need to have the option of a manual transmission for the driver's car. I agree, especially on something that is exclusively made to be something that appreciates and is fun to drive. Exactly. And that's that's the thing. You're You're not trying to sell us a grandma. You're trying to sell us an enthusiast. Put a manual in it, or just don't fucking make it. I agree. I mean, all of the super collectible so M cars, yeah, all manual, manual only. Yeah, E30 it, M3, E28 M5, E39 M5, Z8, and you know and what? One M. Here's another great example: the BMW 5 Series yeah. and the Mercedes 300 E, yeah, the E Class from the early 90s. Yeah, both. With a manual transmission option, are fairly sought after. All right. Yeah, an E28, or actually, those would be E34 in that case. Yeah, that'd be E34. And W124. Yeah, and I mean, E34, I mean, those are going up in value. They are, because they it, all rusted to pieces. So if yeah, you have exactly. a clean one, they're actually worth some money and now. Those are worth some money. <laughs> and you know what's a car that does not rust to pieces anywhere nearly as fast and has a no, non interference right. engine? Please tell me. A Toyota Cressida. Interesting. And do you know. How much a Toyota Cressida MX-83 is worth in like the best condition like in the world? Like $1,100? 2500 Okay. Literally in best condition <laughs> in the world. But you know why it's worth so little? Oh, were they automatic only? Shockingly, yes. Interesting. So on that bombshell, we can end this show <laughs> with stop making on Mac only cars. I agree. Thank you and good night. Yep. Take care, everyone.